This is Big Girl Pants Podcast, episode 74. Hi! Welcome to Big Girl Pants Podcast, where we're here to talk about women, health, power, and wealth. Hosted by April Melton and Kimberly Shapiro. We are real women with real jobs doing real life. We as women know what it feels like to try to be super mom, super fit, wrinkle-free, all the while climbing the corporate ladder. Sound Sound familiar? Then this show is for you. So stay tuned. Hi. Hey. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Are you great? I am great. I'm I'm down with the great. I'm all kinds of greatness. All right, cool, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, today... Today... We have a guest. We do. So um, for everyone listening, I am very fly by the seat of my pants when it comes to guests. I definitely... I go by feeling and emotion and vibe that I when I meet somebody yeah. and when I met Brie, Courtney Baker was speaking at her Women's Technology Coalition event okay. and I was like you should come on my podcast because she organized the event, she organized the group and I was like, you know what? I want to talk to you. You're a cool chick. Well, you do. So we have Brie Crow with us here today. Hi yeah. Brie. Hello. I've actually known Brie for about 8 years, 7 years, something like that. Wild. It's been a long time. <laughs> it's been a long time. Um so that was kind of cool when April said, hey, I know this girl, Brie Crow. I think you know her. We'd like to have her on. I'm like, yes, we would like to have her on. <laughs> One, I would like to have a, what do you call it, reunion. Yes. <laughs> yes. Bring it back. Bring it all full circle. Yeah. And yeah. I've been watching over social media all of the things that you've been up to, but I didn't know until today that you were 100% um, self-employed, which... I am so in awe, inspired by like also jelly, super jelly, so jelly. Yep, yeah, <laughs> all the things. The jelliest, See, the jelliest jelly. Yeah, you got, you got goosebumps. I, What's going I on? do. I was like, yeah. second. Well, I don't know oh, why, yeah. but yeah, it definitely does feel three sixty, and I can't, you know, or maybe one eighty. I don't even know. <laughs> I can't really decide if it's a three sixty reunion or like meeting yeah. at a one eighty. Yeah, I'm down with it. Like, Either way, whatever it is, I'm down. <laughs> whatever with it. it is, we're I'm all into in. it. Yes. So, but it's so good to see you. It's yes. always so good to see you. I promise, like, every time when she mentioned it, and obviously, I mean, I've had a girl crush on Kimberly. How can you not? <laughs> How can you not? She's, like, and the I'm, most polished, the most professional, the most PC, the biggest badass. Like, y'all, she, she seriously. Commit, no, seriously. She, like, if you walk into a board meeting and Shapiro's running it, you're like, I want to be her one day. <laughs> let, me, let me get out my notebook. How do I take notes? And then there's this me that's, yeah. like, the Shut home up. It's me. the same me. It's the same me. You guys are way too kind. Thank you. It definitely is. I, you know, truly when I think back on the impression was I, you know, being in a space where she was sitting behind me and I would hear her on the phone with clients and with candidates and I was like, okay, I just want to be her when I grow up. I loved it because I was like, level up, you know, I think in, when Mm. we, we haven't touched about it yet, but when you think about staffing and recruiting, I think there's few examples of what leveling up looks like, um, you know, without always going into a people management position, just even from doing the job on a day-to-day basis, I was like, that's how it can be done and how I can be better. So that's what really stands out for me about you. Well, thank you. That means a lot, especially still being in the industry. Right. Well, and you guys know each other, obviously used to work together at a staffing firm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's how we met. Yeah. When you mentioned staffing and recruiting, that's how you guys know each other. And that's how Shapiro and I met too, because she used to be my boss. Yes. Yeah. So... Full circle. For a hot minute. For a hot minute. Yeah, it wasn't very long. I still loved it, though. I did, too. I learned so much. Well, and, and that's look how... At us now. I know. <laughs> but that's how we decided to start the podcast, is we would just get into these deep conversations, and we thought, you know what? I mean, maybe people would be entertained by this. I don't know. <laughs> 78 episodes later. Yeah, isn't that incredible? It is incredible. We're I'm awesome. proud of us. Yeah, I thought Thank it you. was like a, the one that I was listening to was just short, you know, or just after a year of mm-hmm. doing it. So yeah, well, consistency, this, consistency, it, for sure. That's the biggest July fourth podcasting. July fourth will be <laughs> two years. Two years. Can you believe that? That's no, wild. I know, and that'll be here like before you know it. That's what's up. Congrats, girl. We're the shit. No. Okay, so so we know, and don't forget, like literally, mouth on the microphone. Mouth on it. There you go. Got it. Yeah, um, but let me tell her why. Okay. So what happens is when you're in your car listening, we sound like we're screaming, and then people because they have to turn the mic up, or the the volume, volume up to mm-hmm. hear you, and mm-hmm. then when we start talking, it's like, oh my god, <laughs> it's so loud, it's so loud. These so, girls yeah. are so loud. So, uh, obviously, so like I said, Courtney Baker was speaking at her event, Women's Technology Coalition, which you facilitated that group, yes. right? That's yes. your group. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, and there was like a real, it was, 
So first, it was an event where everybody, we went to Blue Mesa, it was, you know, people bought a ticket, so sure. we got lunch, whatever, we're sitting in like a U-shape, so everyone's uh, kind of collaborating and listening to Courtney, and then afterwards, it was just this really awesome energy and like conversation around being a woman in technology, Yeah, mm-hmm. and there was a man there too, which was cool, so yeah. it was like, we it brought some perspective from the male side, and it was just so refreshing Shapiro especially you know this from my side is like listening to other women and how they are degraded and not taken seriously in the workplace with men especially in technology Mm. and it was so nice to get that like that confirmation that that reiteration of the struggles that women go through right and then it was also like Courtney Baker's (laughs) she's just a badass and she's like yeah but so what (laughs) <laughs> and it's still from a male yeah. perspective. Um, and I have to give a little shout out to our videographer, Adolfo, here. Hey. Um, yeah, dude. Because this, this isn't up, all encompassing. But the right. vast majority, I have to say, is true. That women do experience these differences and the different differential treatment and that kind of thing. And even if some of it isn't caused because of men, and a lot of it's because of our own like Head baggage trash. and things yep. that we're doing and choices that we're making, 100%. it still exists. Yep. And it's still a real thing. Have you guys seen the the video, uh, The Man by uh, Taylor Swift yet? Mm-mm. So you need to watch it. It just came out yesterday or the day before. Have you heard the song? Look at you. You're no, like, I don't think so. You're so like up to date. I mean, <laughs> it's because of the topic. She's like, I'm relevant. Okay, I guys, mean, I watched this, the Taylor Swift video. That's one song. But her song <laughs> is called The Man. And it's basically like, if I were a man, I'd be the man. And it's so cool. This entire video. She would be like George Clooney. Y'all, she's just like, the whole video <laughs> is about a man yeah. and how obnoxious he can act. And it's perceived as like manly. Professional and macho and normal and fine. And one of my favorite scenes from this video is um, the guy. It's really her dressed as a man, so it's really cool. But there's this one scene where she's sitting, he's sitting um, in a park with a child, and he's a single dad, and all the women are like high fiving and so excited and like, oh my god, you're so sexy. (laughs) But when you see a single mom, it's like, oh, that's wow, she's not wearing a wedding ring. Oh, she's single. Oh, and there's just many little moments like. It's so that. funny when we're at the. This, this is this is how this podcast go. We just rant. And I mean, it's all random. All random. But when we go, when Chloe and I go to the to Central Market with John Bros, mm-hmm. and it's just us, and like, let's say I go to the bathroom or something, sure. or I walk off, he gets a thousand looks and like <laughs> he's oh the gosh, best you're dad so oh my goodness look, look how you. good he is with her but then me you know you look at me oh, like I'm a like, leper yeah that's your job <laughs> so yeah like, right like whatever like oh you want acknowledgement for like doing your job <laughs> but yeah and this is definitely um, not a male bashing never. episode well, and we're never we're not that way either well that's why I say I don't really think this is like men are creating this situation that no. we're in I think yeah. a lot of it is because of the things that we do and don't say and how we act or don't act choices that we're making that put us in those positions. 100%. And luckily, thankfully, a lot of that's changing. You look super cute today, by the way. I got this shirt at Costco for $6. I really, I want one. (laughs) (laughs) It looks so so cool. I know. And her little, like, Um, sports bra peeking out, it's like, I'm digging it. That's my Walmart tank top. (laughs) (laughs) I'm about it. I'm into it. Um, But I think it's an important piece to mention, though, too, is that having a man in the room should not be uncommon yes. and really it was so much more open and he added really he was like oh that's a really interesting had I been in that scenario on the other side of it I don't you know I want to make sure that I haven't done that kind of thing he thoroughly enjoyed it and he showed up again that was our January coming that's awesome lunch. he showed up again in February and I just continue to say that this is like generally in the conversation most of the people who are even bringing up something that they're talking about and this isn't even like a support group that just happened to be the conversation yes. of the day that we ended up getting into um but most of them are like yeah so normally I wouldn't say this but like this was this happened and it was just like I didn't know how to react in the moment and one of them was just immediately shaking having a handshake and she had been a new employee and so it's a new boss coming in yeah and he shakes her hand he was like and then she looked he looks at her boss and says did you teach her that handshake and she was like that's like 
Like, no, is this real, like, is this real life? life? Like, you know? yeah. And so she was like, you know, it's just that weird subtle moment that I yeah. just did kind of a nervous laugh. And I looked back on it and was like, man, I wish I had reacted, just like had a, a better quip of like, mm-hmm. no, this new boss of my, this new company that I'm working with did not teach me my handshake. Right. Just I have a good handshake. So, you know, it's just even those simple moments where realistically we all ended up having total, you know, we had laughs right? around. Oh yeah, right. for scenario. sure. Yeah. Um, but it yeah. wasn't like super <laughs> emotional or anything either. It was just like cool sharing stories because it was like testimonies I guess and like situations where we're just like wow like did that really happen yeah like but it, again was not a man bashing um <laughs> was not a man bashing event <laughs> or anything like, even, yes, please come. Like, anything yeah. even really <laughs> negative it was just like super cool the energy was was awesome it was flowing and then we all just kind of had conversations and shared and it was just it was an awesome event. I love that. I've never gone to any of them because I thought they were really kind of geared towards technology, which they are, right, for the most part? Which I need, I didn't even know about February. I'm sorry no, I didn't go. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. My bad, I, man. Know, I, I started Women's Technology Coalition. I've been leading women in tech initiatives since about 2011. I'd been with another organization and for conflict of interest, really, for a couple of reasons – I was like, this is not making sense. And so started Women's Tech Co. um, in 2017 out of really two core things. And it was being a coalition of partners, like excelling based off of working with people. I talked a lot about collaboration breeds innovation. So in order to be, if we talk about living and leading consciously inclusive, then having coalition partners who have their own areas of expertise Working with them and introducing groups to each other um, is how we excel at a greater rate, you mm. know. And so, having the coalition of those other nonprofits, user groups, and um, uh, communities, but then also, I would hear a lot by, oh, well, I'm not in the IT department, so I don't think it really makes sense for me to be there. Yeah. And I'm not an engineer either. However, I do know that technology is what's going to be your differentiator. When you look at your career, if you're in marketing and you're not using technology, what well, do you, you know yeah, you're what are using you doing? technology. Yeah, yeah so right. You're, yeah, you're, yeah, using, yeah. you're using automation. You're using analytics. And if you're in finance, you're using queries to be able to make better sense of the data and patterns and trends. Now, if you're in a meeting and you have an idea around a new platform, a new technology, a new solution that's going to change the industry, you are now a driver of your career and not just necessarily the passenger. Sure. You know, it's how you can accelerate your career. And so I think it's powerful to understand technology. So we, and we really were intentional on the web website talking about it's women leveraging technology um you know you we still want to have conversations around being engineers and being um you know hands-on but there's also this other element that's really important to talk about yeah so bringing everyone together so we have people show up who are in staffing we have individual contributors um we have people who've been teachers who go back to a boot camp and want to do a career change coding man i think about the the teaching profession and there's so many teachers that are just struggle exhausted Mm, and so they want to get into tech underpaid just like okay i'm looking for less hours and more money yeah. <laughs> I mean, and i hear that all the time <laughs> or a livable now. wage yeah that's yeah so so they'll, they're trying to navigate the tech you know world yeah. so then they come to the which is so awful too, too and the fact that like our teachers are not compensated enough and they're literally teaching the future mm. like yeah how can we not prioritize but that? there's so many things in the educational I system know, that's broken man, like there's everything. just so many things like yes. what we're teaching so i mean But I think the power of the group, what I think is, I really just, I love to experiment. And I think that bleeds into my career as well. And I was like, let's just start this monthly lunch. And it was inspired by Molly Kane. She had had this Friday lunch that I had joined where it was like, just drop in. So you never had to RSVP. It was just a matter of if you could show up that day. Sure. So I was like, and she moved um, to to Washington to be part of the DOD. Um, (laughs) So I was like, no big deal. Yeah. I was like, let me keep it going. And, um, you know, I was like, whether, even if it's just me and it was just me, sometimes there'd be months where it would just nobody would you know had shown up sure well then I started changing what we were doing I was like well let's have um, a set limit of it's only 15 guests you have to pre-buy your lunch there's really it's no ticket you're just in essence pre-buying your lunch and then let's have a featured guest rather than a speaker and so it's more of a group discussion and Mm -hmm. that has completely changed what it means because it's no longer a 70 person evening event with partners sponsors and panelists sure it's a featured guest and kind of a moderated conversation so i they've been more they've been impactful for me and it seems like the communities we've sold out you know January and February That's so far. Awesome, and Brie. We're having a conversation in March with someone that um, talks about blockchain solutions Hell yeah, and I'm works coming. with DTCC and 7-Eleven. So That's awesome. Um, I'm excited to have Joti join us in, how, in March. How did you meet Courtney Baker? 
man, how did we connect? Oh, you know what? I remember it now. We were um, involved in the gender parity initiative called On Par okay. that Tom Foley of the study um, started up. He works with the city of Irving. He has um, the, the study is a co-working uh, facility as well. And so he started that initiative and it was on site at Microsoft and Courtney was the keynote speaker okay. for the event. And so we just connected after that and there was just... She's the best. I'm obsessed Love with her. Love her. <laughs> so many she synergies. Ca- she came on our podcast, too. Yeah. She's actually become a friend of mine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We just kind of click, but I love her. I know. She's the best. She is. So tell me about this new business of yours. Well, first, I want to talk about, okay, you guys know each other from staffing. So how long were you in staffing before? So, yeah, I got into staffing right around 2011 as well. So moving up from Austin to Dallas here, um, you know, it, when I think about how anyone gets into recruiting, you're like, yeah, I was totally born for this. This is exactly what I went to school for. And I'm like so ready for my career. Says nobody uh, ever. Literally no one. And then, get, and then you get in the industry and it grabs a hold yeah, of you. Yeah, it does. And then you have some golden handcuff situations. Um, Dude, the <laughs> golden into- handcuff. My God. <laughs> There's my story right there. <laughs> I think that is what wow, most Wow, the accuracy. With. I'm going to yeah. get that tattooed on me somewhere. Sadly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I got into staffing in um, international staffing and recruiting with an agency that was working with HP. Mm-hmm. And so it was just, my friend was like, we're hiring for a recruiter. And I was like, I have no idea what that is, but I am interested. You know? <laughs> yes. Sign clue me, but uh, yes. And so um, really just being able to work on, specifically because it was HP, talking about tech roles and stuff like that. So was part of that agency and then um, left and joined the Intersect Group. And that's where where we we met. And um, that was when we were expanding into an F&A department. Mm -hmm. I actually joined the Intersect Group, though, when there was three guys in a temp office um, who were helping open the Dallas office. They're an Atlanta-based agency. And so I was, I joined them and that was, so when Kimberly joined, it was like, we were at a point where we had been growing so much. It was amazing. And so um, that was an exciting piece for us to be able to continue to grow the office. So we were both there for a couple of years. I think I was only there for one year. Okay. Yeah, it was one year. (laughs) It was not (laughs) very long. Um, And I don't know if you remember, I joined the Intersect Group after my um, choice to leave Robert Half. Yes. So I had been in leadership for forever. I mean, like literally for the last probably 15 years of my career. And so when I joined Intersect Group, it was a straight production role, working for somebody. um, And it just, I struggled the whole time because I thought I didn't want to be in leadership, but the yeah. whole time I was like, I want to be in leadership. <laughs> so it was one year, which is exactly and then what I went, you did at Sage too. Yeah. Well, I was having a career tantrum when I joined Sage. Yeah. That was when I joined Intersect Group, Kylie had just been diagnosed with Asperger's. And so I wanted to step back a little bit so that I could be a little more available, accessible. Yeah. Because um, I felt. kid. Yeah. Well, and I felt like that was a really, she was 12. What, 13, something like that. And I just thought that's really old to be diagnosed with something like that. And that's because I wasn't paying attention and I was working a lot of hours. So I decided to step back. Um, and I thought that would be the right choice. But when I joined Sage, I was literally Which having... Was what, two years ago? Two years ago. Yeah. I was having a career tantrum. Like, I didn't know what I want. What is phase two? Like, I, And I promise mm-hmm. you guys, when you hit 40, something changes where yeah. you just start to evaluate everything. I don't think that it always happens at 40. I'm going through that well, right now. Well, they say... I just have to have to figure out how I'm going to make true, money True, but I'll tell dreams. you that the common ages is 38 to 42. Yeah. Like, that's the common age for women, especially, to kind of step back, reflect, and figure out, what do I want to do next? Mm-hmm. So, I, it happened to be, like, right around 41, I guess, and for, for me. And for you, that you're, like, your babies are grown, they're out of the house. Yeah. And, like, all of that. And your daughter I, just got married, yeah. so you're like, okay, And I just didn't know, now? do I want to be in staffing? Do I really want yes. the responsibility? Oh managing gosh. a PNL, do I like I don't I don't know if that's what I want. There are two things. You've never been in staffing if you've never considered not being in staffing. You're like, I just don't know if I could do this anymore. <laughs> Rarely do you meet a developer who's like, I don't think I can be a developer anymore. Yeah. Or like yeah. A, you know, business analyst. An I don't think I can be a business analyst yes. anymore. Like I think this or an account industry, who's like, I'm just so over these yeah, numbers. Like so true. maybe it's staffing or maybe it's sales as well. But then sales. I think the other thing too that's important is like leadership is not a switch. You don't, you yeah. cannot just turn it off. And yeah. I think you just have a natural 
ability to be a leader. You she exude is. it. Yeah. So there's no way that someone would be like, yeah, she's totally just an individual contributor. Well, thank you for saying that. And that's kind of what happened. So I got to stage as an individual contributor in kind the middle, in the midst happened. of this like tantrum, I like to call it. And they, I didn't, I wasn't honest with the two founders of the organization. I didn't tell them my history. I just said, yeah, I'm a, I'm a great recruiter. Hire me done and done. And then once I got in, they realized, oh, no, you're not just a great recruiter. <laughs> and so Shocker. they, they begged like, me for a good three months to launch their temp division. And I kept saying, I don't want to do it. I don't want to manage anybody. I don't want to manage p and I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. like, I just want to come in, do my job, go and home. And then eventually they I'm wore like, her okay, down. fine, I'll do it. And I'm so glad I did. Okay, good. It's been the best career decision of my career. It's, oh, wow. That's so amazing. many wins, okay. so many, it, the whole thing has just been an awesome experience. And then I think it's because I got to create everything. Like there was yes. nothing. There yes. was no contract. There was no comp plan. There was nothing. And I got to create it all. Yeah. So it's been. She's just blossomed. It's been a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah. That's amazing. And I don't have anybody managing me. I am a terrible employee. Horrible. I don't like people telling me what to do. It makes me want to punch them. So I'm in this wonderful situation where nobody does. Yeah. I get to just do what I do well and it. And you're very and good at it. And it's working. Yeah. So it's like without having somebody over me, um, constantly telling me how to do it their way. I get to do it my way. And that's and how working. we flourish. Yes. <laughs> so Brie, how yeah. have you flourished? Um, but when you were just saying that the thing that I was connecting with the most is I definitely She's really good at, you're really good at this, but yeah, she, well, you started one, right? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. There's, um, I started one and then it just never saw the light of day, not based on my decisions. I sure. did everything. Um, that's neither here nor there. That's a lesson in contracts. And, um, <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. All right. All right. Um, but the thing that I was connecting with that you, you said about that is I thought I was a really great employee. Mm. Like I, I've been a really great employee. I just because you have a, a right, like just because you have a strong work ethic, doesn't yes. mean you like working for people. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, I realized, and you know, I, I started this business not with quitting a job to be able to do it, so yeah. much as I started it with clients, <laughs> and I was laid off. So I had been part of a cybersecurity firm. We um, in business development, turned it around. Um, we were doing both cybersecurity staffing as well as um, consulting and solutions there. And so I was like, I'm going to immediately get back into consulting because that bug bites you. And yeah. I felt like I was this part of this upper echelon type of conversation right? Um, beyond just what felt like staffing at the time, because there's those days where you go through it and you're like, it can feel like you're just this tactical piece of a puzzle rather uh -huh. than a strategic solution. And I wanted that pivot. So that's why I took that role. Makes sense. So I was like, I'm going to get right back into it. And then I had clients who were like, I, re I worked with them to work with you. Can you just send me your contract? And I was like, let me put together an LLC really quickly and let me draft an MSA and, um, and send it over. And um, so then flash forward, I was like, that'd be super cool if I could be on my own and self-employed through February of next year. And that was in um, February of 2019. And now we are in February of 2020. Yes, I love these stories. <laughs> and she said, she said too, she didn't say it on the podcast yet, but she was like, people ask her, hey, so how's business going? She's like, I still have my apartment in my Cadillac, so I think things are good. <laughs> yes, girl, yes. And I'm going to Europe, and I'm going to Europe in May. So. Holler, no big deal. So what, are you doing recruiting? Is that your business? <clears throat> yeah, so I okay. have, I've, I've really defined, it's it's in two different businesses to date, and so I've been passionate, you know, being in staffing recruiting for the 10 years, realistically, I've been part of agency environments where sure. they were expanding into Dallas, so being able to do that brand awareness and introduce, um, you know, a new company into the market, but also starting from scratch. And so I was like, wait, I've always been doing this for my, I just need to do it for myself now. Yeah. And so um, really passionate about bringing kind of a 360 approach, an inclusive approach mm -hmm. to hiring technical employees. All of my work, you know, different from, from operations and finance has been in the technology world, but bringing the inclusive aspect into that. And also a lot of the stuff that I was doing to differentiate myself while working with an agency is what I've built into my business now, yeah. where it's Let's look at a proactive approach. Who is your ideal candidate profile? Are you a company that is a high rise in the middle of downtown? Or are 
you a company that's fully distributed and you have a surf meetup for all of your employees, mm -hmm. those are two different companies and two different employees who yeah. are going to work for you for the long term. Yeah. So identifying that profile, how do you have a job description that's mission aligned to your business? And then being able to craft those unique to the business, recruitment marketing, you're marketing to your customers. Why are you marketing to your candidates as well? And then I work, I love startups. I love supporting other entrepreneurs and there'd be a lot of folks in small businesses who couldn't afford me, Yeah. but I wanted to help them. But if I, if, if I'm not being compensated in one way or another, then I can't spend too much time in sure. one area. So I created a workshop called recruit and interview with confidence, how, building your team. So now it's a workshop where I can hopefully equip you with how to think about it, how to approach it. And you can do it on your own rather than you paying me to be your dedicated recruiter. Got you. If you need me to be the dedicated recruiting, we can do that as well. And then leveraging partners that help on the other aspect of that new hire leadership development. For example, I have um, a partner that is amazing in that aspect. So being able to bring that together for me is what that 360 search and sustain model. We Very need to introduce cool. her to Herbot. Yeah. Because <clears throat> they're hiring right now, but I don't think they can afford me sure. like on that level. Sure. But you, that would be a really good connection for you. He came on our podcast. You need to listen to that podcast. Yeah. Buddy. This guy's like 24 Four years old and Iran. a wealth of was Like the wisdom that he exudes is oh, just amazing. insane for his age. It's and he's, he's got, he's backed by private equity firms now. Yeah. He's starting an app called Surfboard. Oh, awesome. And they're hiring and we have the VP of what? VP of something product or yep. something uh, also from their company on yeah. our podcast. So yeah, I'll definitely introduce you to them because they are yeah. hiring, but yeah. they would, they would, they need somebody like you. Well, and, and you know, I'm so passionate about, and you can attest, y'all can attest to this. Y'all know it. We have hiring managers that get promoted into leadership. Their job is on the line in order to interview and hire effectively. And they, so Not tell me about yourself. Like, Not oh my God, your candidates have worse feedback for me than you do. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, that candidate didn't know, didn't know what they were talking about. Uh, the candidate had far worse to say about you. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> did you, you know, ask the right questions? Yes. What were and, you doing? Yes. And so that's where that workshop came about, where it was like helping hiring managers really understand yeah. their role in the conversation. And by the way, it's not just a one-way interview. We talk right. about this, but reiterating that needs to, you know. Having so you got laid off. Yeah. But you got laid off and you had clients that were reaching out to you. Because I've totally had people tell me that before. Mm -hmm. And you too. Mm -hmm. I only work with you because I like to work with you, not yeah. for your company. Yes. Um, so you got laid off and then you have these people that are coming to you <clears throat> and you're like, all right, let's see what's up. <laughs> like, I can do this. Yeah. Yeah. I. Um, and so what, and also what are your service offerings? So I feel like there's like three different things that you offer, right? Yeah. And that kind I mean, of, or, you know, being able to put together a contract, I, I think I live and breathe by the good is, um, better is done is better than perfect. Heard. <laughs> good. Um, yeah. <laughs> write that down, everybody. Write that down. Exactly. That's I, how I feel about our YouTube videos I, right now. I'm like, you know what? We, we did it. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we did it. Oh. <laughs> it's That's done. Exactly. Is that, it perfect? No. Is it done? Yes. yes. Ex no, exactly. Yeah. And, I, and I did by no means came up with that, but that is definitely what continues, keeps me going because it really has not had to be like when I was looking at the contract, I was like, this doesn't have to be the most gifted contract of the world, you know, right? but it needs to be able to at least cover some core bases here of how you're going to pay me. Um, most importantly. <laughs> um, so, you know, starting that business, it was still kind of un unsure of what it was going to continue to look like, but I know what I know what I know what I know and I you know the, it's not for the faint of heart you have to believe in yourself and yeah. I have really kind of an unwavering my I'm thank god my mom raised me I'm so lucky to have the mom that I'm I like, have can you teach us some self-confidence because <laughs> she, what you're saying right she now? instilled in me to believe in myself <laughs> until the cows come home and um so I think that that's and and, and well I even in that early stage she's like I think you could do it I think you could do it I think you should just I do know, it my I mom is the same way she's I the best. love that Brie yeah. I don't have anybody in my life like that yeah. my, especially my husband he's the worst he'd be like I no, don't know no, you can't. No, 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 no. I don't know what, what happens blah, blah, blah. on the 15th how are you gonna do that is there a check coming on the 15th Yes, but I will say that it's, you know, to, to her credit, like you mentioned, you know, I didn't come from money, so it wasn't a place from you should do this because yeah. I'm just going to give you $10,000 right, free to right. go do this. Right. It was sheer confidence. You work and, yeah. hard. And, yes. um, and so she, I think she just knew that she was like, people gravitate to you. You can do it. And I was like, well, it's true, I mean, man. You well, have a very, uh, a very magnetic personality. Yeah. Thank you so much. I think it's very, you know. 
I'm not going to say that surprises me, but it definitely, I realize it now after being, not having to do any cold business development for a year and a half. Bro. I have done, I, I don't think so. most people even look at my website, to be completely honest, and I haven't mentioned the photography business that I have aside from that. Well, you've had that for a while, right? I've done it on the side as a hobby where I would get a $25 gift card for a photo shoot. Oh, gotcha. Now I've booked $27,000 of f- photography work through the end of this year already. What, Brie? <laughs> Multiple Killing streams of income, the game. yo. Never relying on one thing. I'm loving all the Dude. lessons here. All the lessons for the young people out there. You know, I somebody talked about having seven revenue or seven streams of income, and that's how you can become truly wealthy. And right. I was like, okay, wasn't that I don't Warren know, Buffett? I think that was Warren Buffett. I think so. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not sure what each of those are going to be. And now I just think that way. Sure. <laughs> I love it. And um, so, yeah. I mean, it's just been. Those are so far. I haven't had any major soul crushing lessons learned outside of I am consistently putting myself in uncomfortable positions. I am consistently that is saying the name yes. of the game. I love it. I am consistently you do shit that saying scares you. You do that yes to you. things that I've never done before. That's what you have to do. I I, like, I tell people all the time you have to be okay to fail. And yeah. if you're not putting yourself out there, if you're not failing, you're not you're learning. not trying. Yeah. you're not. Yeah, you're not living. You're not experiencing. And so you've got to be okay to fail and you've got to say yes to things. Yes. Do something new. Do something exciting. Do something scary. Scary. Mm-hmm. Yes. I just posted on my Instagram last night and I feel like you guys will connect with this because it was exact. Stop trying to skip steps in essence. Like rather than asking for the handout or for the opportunity to just, oh, can you share with me, you know, tell, give me this, give me the leg up. It was st- Stop trying to skip steps. You have to put in the work. Nobody owes you shit, so stop acting entitled. The amount of people I see asking for handouts and shortcuts is crazy. You're trying to rob yourself of the necessary process and self-exploration, and you don't even realize it. Yeah, it. that's so and good. And that's rapper yeah. Russ. <laughs> that's so good. But I was like, that's the kind of reminder and inspiration that gets me going. Yeah. Because it's kind of... I don't ask for handouts and I don't feel entitled, but it's always great to be reminded of your privilege. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Right? Uh, <laughs> and if we're talking about an inclusive approach to hiring, you have to acknowledge your, your entitlement. You have to acknowledge your privilege. And we had, a, we had a guest, we had a guest on and where we talked pretty much the entire episode about white privilege and about like the disparity between hiring managers and some things that we didn't go into detail about what hiring managers have maybe said, but to we've, her. we've uh-huh. definitely dealt with people who are not oh, yeah. well, inclusive. The, they're, 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 your, they're your hiring managers and they're like, listen, I wouldn't put it in an email. And I'm like, and most of it will be like, we really want a woman on the team. And I'm like, you can't stop your hiring process because you want a woman. You had to have done a lot of legwork before then to be able to get to this place. You still have to hire for the best trained candidate and you still have stuff to push out the door which blows my mind because i have some clients too that will will say things like if in the interview process we interview a woman and i'm definitely not going to name any names here but if in the interview process if we interview a woman we will pay a higher fee even if a woman was interviewed and i get it like don't get me wrong wait they're gonna pay a higher (laughs) fee for a woman yeah no, but just to and do a the higher interview. fee and a higher fee if a woman was if a candidate was a woman was presented. So like twenty percent if it's just a fl- if it's only men, but if there's a woman presented, they'll pay twenty five percent. Yeah, I know. You're like, which I get. Like, I'm not mad about diversity and inclusion. Candidate. I am not mad, but in the same respect, like, do not eliminate people who are qualified for this role because right. of their sex or race. Like, come on, man. So I just. That, yeah, that's insane. I just did the difference because I was like, yeah. okay, so say it's a $7,500. I was going to say. <laughs> $2,500 they want to spend extra so here's, to interview a woman. Here's a little story. I um, About four months ago maybe, I was um, presented a really, really awesome opportunity with um, an organization here in Dallas. Mm-hmm. The, pa- the comp package was like supremely like it was just amazing the whole package was awesome the the role was awesome all of it was so cool and I was just like kind of in awe of even myself at the time to even have that presented to me I even thought (laughs) well well, I'm qualified for this truly though I know I really did have that thought process and so but I'm happy I love where I am so I didn't I turned it down while I was talking to the individual who wanted to hire for that role 
And they, they did hire somebody, but they were telling me, and then all of a sudden it took my excitement down about 500 Mm. notches because he's, Mm. he said, you know, we were really looking for, you know, a woman who could come in and, you know, just, we really need that female. Like, I can't even remember how he was saying, but ultimately the reason (laughs) that I was being considered was because I was a female and he needed to check a box. And I'm like, damn, it's not because I'm. Epping qualified good at my job. Yeah, no, it's because I'm a female. And what's so funny though is that that actually came out of their mouth while talking to you. Like that's <laughs> on top of it actually having happened. I will say that I think you know I was just listening to another podcast on the way over here, and that's the thing where we're like, there's just the um, there's the, why would you think that you should say that? <laughs> Yeah, why, the, the 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 brazen and the I know, the... and I was just like, oh, because I I I thought you were interested in me because like I was a real badass at right. this job, but okay, it's cause because I'm I know that you're yeah you're killing it and you are qualified and you've done X Y and Z in your career. And no, obviously they want somebody who's great at the job, of course. But it just I don't know why you're that like, it was oh, just like did I, I need girl. to know that piece? Like no. could it not just be? I did You're looking for that. an amazing person who could do this and it's like oh that just made me a little more qualified because I was a girl (laughs) so I'm I'm interested to know go ahead were you gonna say something nope it's it would be a totally different threat so we can't I mean we have enough tangents oh I don't care (laughs) tangents how we go this is how we do it this is how the best organic conversations happen is from tangents if we talk about an inclusive approach in your talent acquisition and recruiting strategy then the second question is what's it going to be like when they actually join your team and if they're only going it, it's clearly not going to work out if you've got people, if you start trying to make these changes on the front end, but your culture doesn't change, right. so they're going to all leave it right. four months in or maybe a year in because they've really just tried to stick it out because they didn't want to have a bad rep on their resume for yeah. leaving four months in, but they've been in the most toxic environment they could imagine. Yeah. I mean, these are the kind of companies that if I'm working with them and doing staffing for them, I'm not going to be working with you for long. Right. Um, and firing, client, firing <laughs> clients is a thing. I don't need you that bad to ruin my reputation in the mm-hmm. community with candidates. Um, but all of that to say, in my own experiences, I've also even had those moments where you're having to approach an environment where somebody consistently says something like, you should clean the kitchen. You're my secretary. I mean, I remember being in an agency environment and having people put on their away message when they were out of town that please reach out to my secretary, blah, blah, blah. Like in a funny way, they were totally, it would be the joke, but then you're like, oh, I'm supposed to laugh. And then finally one day I was like, hey, team meeting guys. And I hosted a team meeting. I'm about to cry for sure in this meeting. And I was like, listen, a joke that's made every day is no longer a joke. I take it very seriously. And I don't know what you want from me, but I'm not your receptionist. I'm not your maid. I'm not cleaning the dishes. And I'm not your secretary. And I remember my, my voice was they could tell and I was like so uncomfortable but I was like it's not a joke anymore and I think yeah. those those nervous times where somebody says something like that to you and you're like <laughs> it's so, so true <laughs> so true man we don't call, call it out and, and then we get in our car and we're like this Why? is what I would have said listen here I have had so many moments like that in my career well, I get in my car and I'm like why didn't I say x or dot 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 it's like because it, you just you're just so Frustrated and so yeah, pissed by just Over the, the it. fact Completely that it's even it. happening. Yeah. And you just can't even find the words. But it's funny. But it's funny. It's just a joke. But is it? It's just a joke. Chill. It's just. It's a just joke. a joke. Just calm down. So, um, oh. <laughs> so yeah, I kind of want to talk about that too. I want to. Okay, I want to talk about two things. I want to talk about that part that you were talking about as far as like um diversity and, and inclusion in your workforce and what that looks like for you and how you like advise and change the culture stuff like that yeah. if you are able to mm-hmm. and then i also want to talk about how you've done no cold calling <laughs> Bruh. yeah can you teach me some lessons okay because <laughs> i feel like that's all i do all day long <laughs> I truly think that it is the difference between, and I'm almost grateful for all the the times that people haven't really realized that I would hear, Bree's a really great networker. She's such a great networker, but it was almost more like a slight than it was like, yeah. And now I've, I'm like, 
listen, I've spent how many years going to every conference, user group, meetup, community event on the weekends, in the evenings, yeah. over lunch. Yeah. I am I am the boots on the ground. And the reality is when you send me an email saying, hey, just wanted to see if you could tap your network, but you're not willing to pay me for it. That's what I've been in the places that you haven't been. Okay. And so I think... You know, the when I look at now, I could have never. I, I truly talk about how I'm like I have more business now than I could have ever tried to like ask for in a previous life. And I think the difference is I finally feel opened up to be able to like say the things and do the things that I'm really most passionate about, and people trust me. Yeah. But the reality is, I think it's actually just that I've been enough in the community, especially here in the DFW area, sure. that people know me. So as long as they know that I'm still in, you know, a certain space, yeah. I've, I think that it does come down to personal brand and actually telling people if you are in those spaces mm-hmm. that you're there and what you're doing and that you're not just there to check the box, but that you are participating and that you will give back. Then it leads people to just like, they, they know that I'm not selling. I'm not well, selling. Well, that's my question. I really so what care. do you think the sales <laughs> lesson is here? It's yeah. like get out and network and stop. Like, Because cold calling, some people will say cold calling is dead. Mm-hmm. Some people will say, no, it's still, it still works. What's your sales lesson? Oh, it drives me bonkers that I can't get people to pick up the phone because sometimes mm-hmm. it's just great to be able to like... It's yeah, so much faster. It's so much more it effective. But I think the most consistent thing that I was told early in my career that I can actually say has been proven now is I don't meet, meet people in network to do business with them today. Mm-hmm. I do business with them five years from now. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And so the cons- like when Well that I went- changes the mentality too when you walk into a meeting well, and- it's like I'm I'm here to connect. Yes. I'm not here to get your business. Yes. And yeah. it's also like I I think that it's hard to to teach green grads. So there was a, a networking event that I went to that was like um a marketing conference, a digital summit last year. And I was sitting at the table by myself and I, and again, it's a networking event. So I don't have, I'm not under the impression of where's, where's the business. I'm here to get the business. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like every conversation I have, I'm supposed to be getting a job order or whatever. Like, no, that's not how you go into networking events. You don't go that's into how it. a lot of people go into them. That's, that's what why I, it's not fruitful. That's yes. what blows my mind. Cause it's like, okay, wait, skirt, chill. Like these, there were two other tech recruiters at the desk with me when I was, uh, who did I work for? I actually worked for my current organization when I went to the event, but I had just left. I had just started there and I was just having conversations, organic conversations with these ladies in front of me. And it turned out that they both worked for a law firm, two different law firms, and they both needed paralegals. And I had the ability to staff for them. But these other two tech recruiters didn't realize that these people had needs, even though they probably couldn't have helped them, but they could have helped them because they work for a company that does IT and accounting and finance, and they could have used them for the accounting and finance piece. But because he didn't see the value in just having a conversation with someone, he lost out on the business. Mm -hmm. And that's like the biggest thing that I try to teach like new salespeople. Uh, Case in point, we had someone come in, she wasn't sales, but she wasn't from staffing. And I was like, listen, pick up the phone, talk to three candidates, get their story talk to, and then take those candidates and market them out to your clients. Because once you've had those conversations with those candidates, you find out what kind of person they are, you connect with them. You are then selling something you believe in because you've actually had a conversation with them. Mm. And she was like, I just don't, the, the recruiters just haven't sent me any good candidates or whatever. I'm like, yeah, pick, up, <laughs> pick up the phone, bro. Just yeah. pick up the phone. Just yes. call them yourself. Don't be scared. But that's like my thing too is like, when I worked for uh, Carlton, I met Dominic, who is who was a laid-off HR director back in 2017. Yeah. I got a job order for an HR director in 2019. I called him, even though I didn't have a job for him, for two years. And we presented eight other candidates. They hired Dominic. That's so cool. I have stories like that. Because, but it's because like I genu- I went and had coffee with him. We had a conversation. We kept in touch over the the two years. Well, I think that right there is a perfect story on why the recruiting industry as a whole is a little bit broken. I think we've lost yeah, totally. the human element. I think it's become very transactional. Yeah. And yes, the tr- I yeah. think, but I think sales in general is being transactional. Like that, well, it shouldn't I feel be, like though. no. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, is like it shouldn't be. It does it that 
that's not how it works. Well, you build no. relationships. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's like, it's funny too. Cause even I, I sort of treated dating like sales, like I'm going to have to prospect. I'm going to have to go on dates. I'm going to have to go out. Gonna, it's going to be power numbers. And like the, I've met some guys that are now my friends that I've gone on dates with yeah. that I wasn't romantically interested in, but they're now my friends and we've kept that connection. I've even gotten business connections from them. Like mm-hmm. people that used to work in staffing that no longer work in staffing, send so, me leads. Like staffing is not, not dating. <laughs> We are I, in very much yeah. first dates. If, if all you the genuinely time. think about it in a matchmaking <laughs> so kind of way, yes. then you have to think about motivations. And I think if you're not having conversations around what is motivating, whether it's you as the hiring manager in the company or you as the oh my candidate, God. you guys, I just had a business idea. Yeah, we need an app for like like recruiting. So you just swipe left, swipe, Dude, swipe right. Robert, Robert Happ is doing this right now. No. I'm not kidding. It's not, of course Robert Happ. Oh. I'm not, of course they are. The but Walmart, I bet you still going to the Walmart, Walmart of staffing. staffing. <laughs> but I bet you still have to pay Neiman a full Market's fee. Neiman Markets pricing though. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was about to say. Pay a full fee on your dating app. But anyway, yeah, that's long story short, me ranting, but, but it was just like relationships. And I think the struggle too is that like I've, worked for some people who have thought that networking events, you're just supposed to, you know, you're just supposed to come back with business. And that's not how that works. Like yeah. I genuinely go to build relationships, to have conversations. Right. Another example, I was at, um, the Frisco chamber yesterday. There was an event where the comptroller was speaking the, from the state of Texas. Sure. And I saw a girl there who I'd known from Carlton, from going to the chamber events. And she started a healthcare group, um, that is now grown so big that I, I didn't keep up with it. I didn't keep going, but it's now grown so big that it's like 700 members and it's all the healthcare companies in, in Frisco, right? But yeah. they hold it in Frisco. I know exactly what group this is. Yeah. Christy Hutchinson. Yeah. It's her yeah. group. And, um, she was like, I, she's, and I was like, it was just so cool when I saw her because I never came to her and I didn't ask anything of her. It was just a connection. We talked some business was exchanged. There was a, you know, a candidate sent to her or her husband or whatever. And then, but then from there, like just from seeing her yesterday, she was like, you definitely have to come to the next event. And I'm like, of course I will be there. And from there, like there, there will, something will probably flourish from that. But because I had and developed a genuine relationship with her, not because I was like, how can you serve me? What can I get from you? Where can I make money out of you? Well, then that just becomes annoying too. And you don't want to talk to them anymore. (laughs) You're like, please go away. But that's how people treat Um, like situations all the time. It blows my mind. Like I have a question for Brie. Um, where do you see this going? Like your business five years from now, 10 years from now, from now, what, what's the vision? You know, I think it still will be a lifestyle business for me in the sense that right now what I'm building, you know, I've have my ideal candidate or excuse me, ideal client profile built out of the types of companies that I want to work with. I want to be an international traveler. If I'm going to take the risks and put in the hard work of being a business owner, then I want to be able to do that from anywhere in the world. And I think we're more enabled to be able to do that now more than ever. So I see it still as I want to be able to build this business where it's really successful. It's somewhat considered international, but only in the sense of the types of clients that I work with, not being a, you know, a public company or going into something like that and being more than just looking at staffing and recruiting and, you know, talking about it being talent acquisition and consulting is where I'm, I've Well, that's what I was wondering is, are you, are you wanting to become more of a consultant, like an, like somebody they would hire to come inside the organization to help them figure out their staffing issues or people issues. Mm -hmm. And so working, you know, my my ideal client is a company that has less than 500 employees, Mm -hmm. um, is a digital company where they have at least five IT people um, in the organization. And most likely they either have a partially or fully distributed workforce. Yeah. And that's my ideal client. Also a mean. We need to introduce her to a mean Mm -hmm. too. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All the introductions. No cold calling. Um, but yes, but you know, I think that that's something I still want to be able to honestly hire all of my really great friends who want that same flexibility. Mm. I already have my next hires like lined up and I just have to be able to get the business to a sustainable place where I can hire them as well. So, and that still would be defined as a lifestyle business. Makes sense. So, and how far are you away from making like your first hire? I definitely need help. Um, I think now I'm just, a ma- it's a matter of, okay, is it, you know, staffing in a lot of ways if I'm a direct a dedicated recruiter then um, it's still contingent and so trying to figure out the balance between hiring someone who's either a virtual assistant hiring someone who's full time you know what 
those are different aspects. Sure. I think I'm still probably a year or two, as much as I hate it, maybe maybe a year um, away from hiring someone full-time. I just really need someone in operations and finance who can help me keep up, keep up with all the things. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I, you know, I think that there's consistent growth, not only in that, but in the photography piece um, as well. So now it's a matter of having to build the service offerings that make it easy for people to understand what it is. Because I will tell you, a lot of people's brains break <laughs> when they hear about me being in technical talent acquisition and then photography and then like the copywriting creative piece of recruitment marketing. And they're like, I think this is too much. And I'm like, I think it's like just right. <laughs> This is mine, not yours. Thank you. you. I don't know if you've seen the show Shit's Creek, but like that's yes. my journey. So <laughs> the that's character great. That show. Like I think people's brains break. Yeah, they really do. They're like can't not compute. You know, <laughs> that's what they do to me too. They're like, wait, you're a single mom and you work full time and you have a podcast and you're trying to do stand up comedy and I'm like, yep, yep. <laughs> Yep. Yes. Yep. Yes. So it really just depends on the person I'm talking to. They either know me as a photographer or they know me as this other thing or they know yeah. me as this other yeah. thing. And I'm like, and you're like, wait, but you do that too? And like, what else do you do? But I like, mean, I will how? say that I'm definitely a, an important piece of the conversation is making time to have the personal mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. and have a dating life. I am single. I still do want a partner. However, you know, uh, time. <laughs> no, no, I, I would it's say that I'm really tight. You can. You can segment time. You can make time for that person, but they have to be worthy of your time. So the, the reason I was pausing is trying to figure out how to phrase it because I wasn't sure. I normally yeah. plan to go there and no, talk I get about it. dating life. But, I get it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm at a place where I'm definitely interested in investing and making that time, but I'm also not going to waste time. So if you can't make plans, keep plans, keep things going, I can make my own plans. I keep myself very, in, like, delightfully busy. Same. If I'm either going to do absolutely nothing for a day yes. or I'm going to go and see friends. I'm intentional with how I spend my time. Right, right. And, um, yeah. So <laughs> this is me, man. It's like, you're, it's like, I'm looking in a mirror a hundred percent. And like, I'm always busy all the time. So it's like with the whole dating thing, which I know that you don't cold call, <laughs> but like, that's essentially what I had to do. And it was like, you just filter, you just filter, 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 filter. It's like, if you can keep plans whatever, and then just trying to stay emotionally like, Balanced because yeah. there are a bunch of them are flakes. They all suck. Like whatever. Well, I mean, I just have a hard time connecting digitally. I'm so much more of an in-person person mm-hmm. and chemistry, and, and yeah. I have a lot of energy. A lot of this gets lost on an app. I like, know. <laughs> I know. So um, you have to be able to. Keep well, and it then fun. they like you have to be able to keep it fun, and then they're like, "Wait, but like you do what? But like you do." <laughs> Dang, you're, like, so busy. Do you even have time for a boyfriend? I'm actually still trying to figure out the conversation and how to say differently that, like, people are like, oh, you're probably just intimidating. I've heard that, y'all, since I was in middle school. No, you're not intimidating. They're intimidated. And I'm like, if you think I'm intimidating with this goofy grin most of the time, (laughs) this is a personal problem. Like, I don't know what to tell you. You know, um, I just like to... Well, I think it's not necessarily the person that's intimidating it's the it's the whole thing the whole package that you are somebody who's confident enough to just be by yourself like you don't need somebody and you're just doing life independently and you are busy and that is in in itself is what's intimidating but they're intimidated yeah you're not intimidating well and my 2020 goal this year is really a big one for me it's finding strength and vulnerability and figuring out how to soften that because there is really a whole separate conversation around women who own businesses also trying to date and or have the romantic relationships the dichotomy is changed between relationships if someone else is not also equally passionate about career yes in one way or another but it's, it's also like you have to you have to you have to decide if you want someone who's going to be compliment yes. you have to decide if you want someone who's going to also who you're going to be a power couple with yes because if you guys are both going to be a power couple you're going to you need an assistant right. yes okay because you ain't got time to do all that <laughs> or yeah. you find someone who's really happy working yeah for, for and supporting a company your yes. and has maybe a little bit more time to support you mm-hmm. in your entrepreneurial journey yes you have to like there's a, a right. fine line yes yeah and i haven't found that but i think that's right. my it's goal for this year there. was finding that strength Promise. and vulnerability yes and um, being honest with yourself and the vulnerability the vulnerability piece is huge like once i stopped once i stopped um pretending like i could carry everything by myself yeah and saying like no like 
Like right. the other day, Shapiro was like, hey, you want to come over on Wednesday to record a podcast? And at first I was like, yes. And then I was like, no, I have too much stuff to do. That felt so good. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, at least that's because you used to struggle with saying no. I did. It was a real, now real boundary a situation for you. No. Yes. Yeah. I've said no to a couple of things so far this year that I was like, <gasps> Boom! I'm a new person. <laughs> Seriously, I've been reborn. Yes, it is I, liberating. Like, it was a you know there was a guy who was trying to start conversations with me by sending me just like a simple emoji, and I finally Girl, was like, delete. "You're gonna have to do more than that to start delete. a conversation with me." Yeah, and delete. I was like, "Oh, that felt mean," and I was like, "Oh, but that felt good." It felt real <laughs> good. Know? And so just even like simple interactions like that, um, or hey, can you get together? And I feel bad saying no. I want everyone to be able to think I'm accessible and right. you know to have those conversations. And but no, they like you more when you're not. I can. Th- Y'all, there's this nugget that I'm really excited about, and I haven't seen it in practice yet, but I have to tell you just because Bring I feel like it's important to, to share to the wealth. Um, but you have people all the time. Can I just get quick five minutes? Can I, hey, quick call. I, gotta, I want to pick your brain on something. Hey, quick question. Quick yeah. question. Yeah. Let me just give you a call. Yeah. Um, $5 <laughs> for five minutes. And here's the idea behind it. She suggested having, this is Lila Smith with Say Things Better. I will oh, introduce yeah, I, you. I know her. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Um, she should come on then. Is she here? She's everywhere. So it's like you gotta <laughs> find a time when she's true. local. Like she's all over the place. I'm down. Yes. But you met her, she spoke at, at George's thing. Oh. That's okay. Lila. Yeah. Oh. She's the one that gave me this bracelet right here. All right. The one that says heroic. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. She literally took it off her wrist and put it on mine. Oh. Hi, because that's your first speech. We like love you. it was at the, the speech thing, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's cool. That's amazing. Yeah. But she she was talking about having a form or being able to fill out questions and you know, put them have them put those questions that they have in the form and then being able to figure out and then you do a video where you're answering those questions and addressing what it is that they're talking about because we all know that five minutes is not five minutes no it turns, turns into, into 20 a, especially if you're like interested in you yeah. yourself i'm like this isn't even mostly for you this is for me right because otherwise right. i will be on the phone with you for 45 minutes and then i'm like wait a second i what can't do, I do that project that i can't no I, sh- I said yes and i have to say no yeah um and so i think it just could be beneficial all around so that yeah sense. i would say definitely practice with dudes okay so uh i've been single since mother's day of 2018 and i just started dating someone probably like two months ago mm-hmm. he's officially my boyfriend <laughs> um but I will like, like, like I was saying, like I went on probably in the, in 2019, I probably went on a hundred something dates mm-hmm. and imagine that like, that's insane. That's insane. Sometimes I, I was like triple, double, quadruple booklet, my, booking my day. Oh my goodness. Like, because I was dating with intention. I didn't want to waste my time. Like yeah. if I liked somebody, I was like, cool. If not see you around, like scratch that, scratch that name off a list, but def, like do not it, treat it just like business, but the vulnerability and pr- don't forget you're a woman. Yep. You still have to let them play the man card. Right. right? Yeah. But stand oh, yeah. up for yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, cause you are, that's what you are. But in the same respect, like when it comes to dating with them too, like do not just same thing with business. If my contract says this, this is what my contract says. This is how the, the, I'm going to do business. Same thing with dating. If I'm busy on Thursday, I'm not canceling my plans to hang out with you on Thursday. I'm busy on, t- I'm free on Tuesday from four to seven. That's what you get. That's your availability. <laughs> and if you don't have that availability, that's fine. I'll tell you my next availability. That's yes. what you get. <laughs> and I'm telling you like a charm. And if you, uh, you don't ha- you don't know how to properly approach me next. Like you better come at me. Correct, sir. Cause that is not <laughs> correct. And, and, and it finally paid off. I'm dating someone who's like, he's not an entrepreneur and he's not an extrovert, but he is dedicated to so many different things, but he's also super complimentary and like wants to be around me all the time. Understands that I'm busy AF and like, like today, my brake light is out, and he's like, "Hey, babe, I'm, what kind of car do you drive? Because I'm going to replace your brake light for you." Oh, oh my like yes. that kind of stuff, and I, like <laughs> that I, stuff that resonates, that's, man. That is <laughs> like that's sexy. How huge is right that? There. That is my shit. I'm like, absolutely. I'm like, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> that's sexy. Yeah, but like, I had to go through. All of those transactions with those other people to get to the point where I was like, mm mm, not doing this anymore. Yeah, I gotta tell you, I can count on one hand the amount of dates I've gone. You gotta go, man. You gotta go. She said a hundred days in a year. You gotta go. You gotta do it. I don't think I've done that in my whole life. (laughs) But they also have to come and ask for the date correctly. You know what I mean? So imagine out of a hundred, if I went on a hundred, that means I filtered through like 400. Oh, God. Girl. Mm. 
Oof, that's a little exhausting. That I'm married. Exhausting. It's exhausting. I would be a terrible dater. Right, and it paid off. I think if Brad left me, I would be single for the rest of my life. And you would just (laughs) whatever. I know I would. You would be intentionally single. It wouldn't be for a lack of mutual men waiting outside your door. (laughs) You, I love you, Brie. No, I would be intentionally single. I would never be able to put up with dating. There's actually and all a wait list for Kimberly people out there. Oh, hardly, but thanks. <laughs> it's really good for my self I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's all true. Right. Well, we are at yeah. an hour, y'all. Yes. Thank I, you so much. I don't know much. how that happened I'm, for coming. Oh, absolutely. I'm so no, excited. I'm just, I, like, seriously, it was, there's so many different reasons that I was excited about it. And so I just appreciate the opportunity to sure. a, catch up, but then also talk a little bit about what I've been doing and hear about what you guys work on. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I man. love this show. Well, tell people how to find you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, t- to find me? Yeah. Of course. Oh, you're the guest. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you can find me on my website at breecrow.co. Um, LinkedIn, of course. Instagram, um, I'm definitely big on that. Recently started exploring TikTok, but don't go there. <laughs> I had to mention it TikTok. because what I think is so interesting is companies and how they can leverage platforms like that. For so sure. that's my last little nugget is being able to, to explore even aspects like that. But yeah, find me at BreeCrow.co. Hello at BreeCrow.co is my email. I love Perfect. it. Yay. Well, yeah. it's been so much fun to catch up. Oh, yes. And you can find us on YouTube. Oh, YouTube. my gosh. Girl, Girl Pants, Pants Podcast. Podcast. And www.biggirlpantspod.com. Yeah. And then... All the places. All the other places. You know what? Before we sign up, we used to do this, Brie, all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes, most of the time, we forget. Yeah. But occasionally, you meet people, and you just really want to know, if you could go back and tell your 20-year-old self anything, what advice would you give? Um, Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Isn't that a good question? (laughs) Um, you know, I think that, I think it would be, you won't realize like that dyslexia has not been a part of your life and that you will realize that just keep working hard and it's going to be the single biggest differentiator in your life. Because I think at that time it was like, how in the world am I going to be able to make money without my parents helping me? Waiting tables, bartending. I could not really see that future for myself. I couldn't see a corporate career. That's not what our, my family really came from so much as. So try and understand how that path looked for me. And it was really, you know, obviously belief in yourself, but really what stands out to me more is like your ability to work hard is your ability to stand out. Yeah. I love that. Yes. That's so good. That's that's like, I resonate that with that so hard because it's like my parents didn't come from that either, even though they're both entrepreneurs and business owners, like, but knowing, like seeing myself flourish in a corporate like environment is just insane to me. I'm like, man, look, I can do it for real. You're like, where'd that come from? Yeah. Where'd that come from? I used to say it to candidates all the time. And I'm like, I started finally realizing it myself is your stability. your, Your ability is your stability. Because people would talk about being laid off and you yeah. know, f- feeling concerned about wherever the market is going. So I would say it to candidates all the time. And then I was like, hey, bitch, say it to yourself first. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Look at yourself in the and mirror so, and yeah. say that shit. Your ability yeah. is your stability. Thank you so much. Your, Thanks, wait, guys. let me say that. Uh, your, your ability is your stability. stability. Write that down, um, too. For sure. Okay. <laughs> Next tattoo. Thanks, for sure. guys. Thank Golden you so too. much. Yes. It's been so much fun. Bye, yes. everybody. Bye. Bye.